Time for the spookiest time of the year. <laughs> All right, I can't, I can't keep up that voice the entire time, but you get the gist. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I'm your host, Kaiju Emperor, and I'm joined by my uh, lovely co-host, Jank. Hello, world. It is I, Jankerton. Jank. I can't, I can't do that either. Jankerton Janker. It is me, Master. Oh, oh, yes, Master. Oh, yes, viewers at home. I, I Like and subscribe. Oh. Yeah, I love doing that voice. I'm also a fan of the uh, uh, Crypt Keeper. Good evening, boys and ghouls. You know the... This fucking... Every, every other line is just John Casey saying a fucking stupid ghoul pun. Stupid uh, fucking, yeah, spooky puns. Or, uh, and then you got, um, you can do the, the, your best Vincent Price impression is another one you can do. <clears throat> I can't do Vincent Price, unfortunately. It's, it's like, it's like a different Orson Welles, is all I can say. Yeah, he had a very specific uh, vibe. Um, also Boris Karloff. Just I fucking forgot how that sounds. Um. Uh, honestly, I recommend uh, Boris Karloff. These are like free, uh, open. They're like, what's the word? Then uh, public domain. They're public domain. Yeah, public domain. Uh, he did like audiobooks for some of those classic horror novels. That's nice. Yeah, he did readings for like. Frankenstein, obviously, and I think he did one for Bram Stoker's Dracula, and um, one other one, I think he might have done some of the uh, Edgar Allan Poe uh, poems, like the Telltale Heart and the like, but it's been a while. You've been tricked, everyone at home. You, this is an action animation podcast. This is a book podcast. Well, I mean, these are all at least related to, to Spooky Month. We're on Fair track. <clears throat> but anyway, today, I know last time we said we were going to talk about uh, Puss in Boots, but because I'm a silly boy, and I kept forgetting to actually record this podcast, October was rapidly approaching... Uh, approaching? 
And I was like, well, shit. We might as well just... The approaching of October. We might as well just do the... The spooks. The scaries. So today, uh, we're going to be talking about Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo, uh, specifically, we're talking about Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase, and Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. Uh, the the well of Scooby movies is endless, truly. Forever. That dog is with WWE, the Flintstones. I'm pretty sure, like... <coughs> I, the, 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 I'm sure there's a Game of Thrones Scooby-Doo in the mix somewhere in the future. I'm Who knows? I mean, there was a King Arthur one, so, like, who knows? Did he, did he go back in time? Okay, so did he go back in time? Was it just, like... A King Arthur, or are we talking like Grail War? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's one of the newer ones. All right, so who's probably just something boring. No offense, to anyone who likes those movies, they've just been on the ringer a little bit in recent memory. Some of them are good, but they've always kind of been a mixed bag, no matter what era you're talking about. That's fair. like. Yeah. The, the What's New Scooby-Doo era was a real mixed bag. Yeah, There were some yeah. good ones. There were there were some good ones. There were some mediocre ones. And there were some really bad ones. I'm, I'm looking at you, uh, Surf's Up Scooby-Doo. Oh, no. That's the one I watched a bunch. I, for, I also forgot what that one was about, besides just surfing. It's... It's really bad. Oh no! Like, Sam- like Samurai's Ghost bad. It it paints the the islanders who are mad about people building resorts on their island as the villains. It's bad. Well, I guess that wasn't anything new with Scooby Doo. Is I I can't think of a fucking pun for that. That's just. That's depressing. My Scoobert do is a, is a person of the people, of the oppressed, not the oppressor. A dog of the people. Although, if if Scoob is anything to go by, he might have actually been a part, one of the oppressors because he's apparently the descendant of Alexander the Great's dog. Sure, whatever. Oh, you haven't seen that? So is you haven't it, seen Scoob? Okay, wait. Is that is that the like new cartoon or is that yeah that's the newer that's the newer like the most recent the, cartoon? The most recent movie. Yeah. Oh, movie. Oh. The this the CG movie the one with the with the, with the, with the Avengers verse set up a fucking with, with Dick yeah with Dick Dastardly yeah Captain Caveman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know when other Hanna-Barbera properties like do the funny gag of referencing things as we'll like get into. It's, like, cute and charming. When you try to make a Marvel Cinematic Universe out of it, it makes me upset and sad. Listen, the only time it's worked so far... Jellystone is pretty alright. Yeah, because CH Greenbot's just... Carl's a good guy. He's a smart person. They got a good person to, to make... They got, a, they got a good writer to make a funny show about funny things. Congratulations. You made me give a shit about Top Cat. Uh, also making the banana splits a bunch of mafioso. 
weird, weird show. I need to watch the second season. I only ever watched the first one. <clears throat> so anyway, uh, what's been going on with you, Jank? Uh, Anything worth talking about? I've just been doing the. I, I if you if you remember from the last podcast, I may have mentioned that I've been just rewatching. Did I bring up the old the the the, the crypt of of old DVDs? The hell crypt? I don't think I did. Uh, not on the podcast, no. No, so I will say this. I found a black, atta- a literal attache case of sorts of just old CDs. Old, old things, like, these are CDs from, like, just old kid shows that I liked. But then there's, like, a mixed bag of just weird. So, you know those CDs you get for, like, toys, from, like, toys and stuff that were promotions for either buying more toys or, like, the episodes, if they're from cartoons, that they were like they appeared in. That's what yeah. I had collections of, and I found stuff for, funnily enough, Monkey Team that we reviewed here, uh, but also stuff for like, dice. You know. Oh yeah, the with the the dinosaur robots. Yeah, yeah dice. So yeah, that's that, that's like it's kind of like Zoids, but you know. Worse. A lot worse. I. Did you know that there's no, like, Japanese opening for DICE? It's only the English opening that I found online. I don't think that show is mm. made for anybody, except for, like... I, I get... Uh, fucking Zoid... People who like Zoids in the U.S. and wanted more Zoids to sell. But also, like... The, the most insane thing I found there was not a, like, single episode collection, but a primer of sorts. A... Four kids, like, entertainment primer... Which was, in this order, I remember it was G.I. Joe Sigma 6, Winx Club, Mew Mew Power, which, you know, is Tokyo Mew Mew, but, but dubbed for in English, One Piece, TMNT 2003, Magical fucking Dore Me, oh my god, and like... God, Magical And like some, I think some other just smorgasbord, it was just a smorgasbord of, of, of four kid shows that were airing at the time, and just like one minute like sort of reels explaining their deal and i and i it feels like a fucking time capsule i'm holding my hands because all this all these shows are either like just you know like tmnt like moved on with the anime that's localized they probably just either got like better adaptations or just like you know shows people watch like sub like years later or just don't exist anymore because who the fuck remembers Sig- uh, sigma six for gi joe nobody they kept trying to, like, do something with G.I. Joe because they kept succeeding at making, like, new versions of, like, Transformers. MLP. But they could never do the same with G.I. Joe. I guess I'll sort of use that as my tangent piece of just... G.I. Joe has never, like, had anything going for it other than being, like, the side piece to Transformers. And I'm right. I'm right. You're right. Because what was it? Sunbow Animation did both those shows when they were airing. Same rotating like voice cast. Fucking. If I remember correctly, Chris Lada. Yeah, Chris Lada. Fucking the voice of uh, Starscream and Cobra Commander. That like all those little intersecting things. And then it's like you look at them. It's like oh yeah, Transformers. I know, everyone has their Transformer they like. Everyone has their like obscure lore. It it's a media media franchise. Then you look at, at GI Joe and you go yeah. Um, that guy's name is Snowjob. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Destro's got like a metal head. 
I don't know. Snake Eyes is cool. Snake Eyes is cool. He's got a movie. Uh, I don't know. Scarlet and Baroness got those Bishojo figures, I think. They did. But then there's like 50 more for the Transformers that are that we know. Like the fucking. I th- I think I yeah there are more ch- there are more non-human characters that get turned to girls in those figures than the actual female characters from from GI Joe, which is to say, I don't know, like four, five. I'm gonna say five. You know you're doing bad when you have less female characters than Transformers. <laughs> I'm right. Like. That take only gets I'm harder and harder cool. and worse for them because of just the way people interpret Transformers and because of like the the the, the things that like uh, like other interpretations like like the IDW comics did with how with how they work. You're just right. You're just unfortunately right. I am unfortunately correct. Damn. And also, just I don't want to spoil it, but there, there there is certain recent media that did try to like revitalize G.I. Joe in that same piggyback little brother way and everyone fucking caught on it and it's just like yeah this is kind of boring this is just kind of an MCU thing I feel like I've I've, I've reeled my hand with this but like it's it's really nothing it really is nothing big yeah and like kind of segueing off of that and like the uh, other 80s toy cartoon stuff. Like, there's another uh, season of um, the Kevin Smith He-Man show coming out, too, which I'm excited about, because that show was actually really good. Yeah, people people like He-Man. Like, see, that's the thing, is, like, every toy line, I feel like, that has enough, like, like a, like a brand push and keeps getting pushed by something... Has a reason for it, which yeah, Joe. It's like I've never heard of like a single. Actually, no, there was one good GI Joe series. It just got shafted super hard, and that was Renegades. Because yeah. Renegades' whole premise was that the G- like GI Joe are on the like losing side because they're not an army force. They are like five dudes against Cobra, who in this universe is fucking Walmart. Yeah, like is like they're a bu- it's a fun idea. They're a, they're a biopharmaceutical like everything corporation. Oh, so they're umbrella. Yeah, they're umbrella. They basically own everything, and yeah, yeah. Actually, no, it is just an RE series, but like, just make it about the Joes versus Cobra, and don't have Cobra be called Cobra. I think. I actually don't, right. I actually don't know. I think I think like they're called something else, but then they're like R and D division is called Cobra, which is really fucking funny. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm happy for He-Man. Really is a, a triumph to be so successful as a spinoff of She-Ra Princesses of Power. See, I don't know anything about those franchises or series, nor do I honestly care, so that doesn't hurt me in any way. Today, viewers out there who are, who are having the thresholds. I wanted to say it. Yeah, any viewers who have, who have comments about that, direct it to not... To, to the Kaiju Emperor, not to I, humble Jankerton J Junker, funny trash it, robot. Listen, I say it because Shira and the Princesses of Power is one of the best animated shows to come out in the last decade. So like whatever. 
Come at me. Fight. I'll say it all day. Money match. Uh, the hell, uh, hell on a cell. Uh, nine p.m. Uh, December fifteenth. Be there or be squared. Because it's like, you know, this... like as as much as I liked the Kevin Smith He Man show, I still thought that Princesses of Power was better. Because Princesses of Power, unlike um, that show, didn't require you to have knowledge of the original source material. It was its own self-contained thing and can be enjoyed as its own thing. Yeah, that seems like that's, that's honestly a good point for it. I feel. And also lesbians. Yeah, that see, that's probably the, the big reason. Does He-Man have lesbians? No. There, well, there you, there you go. Sorry, does Kevin. Does He-Man have Does He-Man have two gay dads? No. She-Ra does. I know. Does He-Man have canonically trans characters? No. She-Ra does. Does He-Ra have like? Does He-Man have canonically non-binary they/them characters? No. But She-Ra does. Yeah, but does She-Ra have a fucking uh? Fucking Orko? Uh, no. But also, Orko dies in that show, so, like... What the fuck? Yeah, he dies in that Kevin Smith show. What? I like Orko. Yeah, he, sac- he sacrifices himself to Does he fucking pull a chowtzu? Does he just, like... <laughs> no, he actually succeeds in, like, holding off the enemy in his sacrifice... He actually accomplishes something, unlike Chiaotzu. It's kind of hard as fuck, actually. Wait. I have to rewrite this entire, like, media-verse now, because I just always saw it as, like, oh, yeah, that's He-Man. That's Skeletor. There's a a fly guy. There's a dude who's got, like, his powers. He has a really hard head and jumps up. Yeah, the, the Kevin Smith show, I keep forgetting what it's called, the... But, um, that show was actually really good. It just requires you to have, like, it, it, it's like a, a continuation of the original series, more so than its own thing. So you have to have some amount of knowledge of some of the lore. But, uh, but She-Ra is completely self-contained as, a re- as, like, a more modern and better retelling of the original story. So it stand like, it, while they are of similar quality... She-Ra gets a lot of bonus points for that, and also for its representation. Hmm. Uh, Like, I would hold She-Ra, Princesses of Power, on the same pedestal as, like, something like Gravity Falls. Oh, dear. Yeah, no, it's... When I say it's one of the best animated shows to come out in the last decade, I fucking mean it. It, It's an amazing show. You should watch it. (laughs) Like, there was a reason people were fucking going nuts over it when it was coming out. I just assume that I, I, Not just because of it being I gay. Just assume, like, yeah, that's just, like, the nature of, like, the big cartoon hype cycle. Is there's always something that everyone gets hyped over and then talks about, like, nonstop. And that was... I don't see its return. No, I just don't like watching shows that are just popular just because it's why I, I can't fucking... That's why I can't watch fucking, like, Tokusatsu anymore, because everyone just tweets about it weekly and weekly, and I just, like, get so exhausted from just either getting spoiled on stuff or seeing stuff that 
is just like agreed upon. And then when I watch it, I'm like, that's not what happened at all. Y'all, you all are just gaslighting yourselves. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of. Like, I don't think Shira does that on innately. I'm just saying that that's just a, a fear that I have for getting into any new thing. And I'm just like, yeah, if I ever want to watch it, I'll watch it. But you, like, you talking about it as as my as my as the main host and and equal parts thought purveyor. That I don't know what I'm saying here. You say thing true. If you say it good, I have more reason to believe it than if everyone on Twitter says it's good. Well, I'm glad you value my opinion. Extremely so. Uh, but yeah, no, sh- uh, I don't want to hype it up, like, too, too much, because, like, I-, I think that, like, as a as a whole, Gravity Falls and maybe, like, the Owl House are probably better. Like, uh, but it is on, like, a similar echelon of quality, yeah, for I'm sure. sure. It has cav- I'm sure it has its caveats, but, like... Yeah, it, it it's its main caveats are that it um is one of those shows that feels like it starts off like kind of slow and is like going through its paces, but that's to to an end. Like it feels like where we're just doing the the thing and it's doing it well, but um we're we're going somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know, if anything it just makes me think I probably would have been better off if I watched the, the Shira show as it was airing than the actual Netflix show I watched as it was airing. Oh, yeah? Can, I, can you guess which one it was? I'll, I'll give you a, a hint. It's similar kind of... Similar, like, sphere of things, but it fell off <laughs> super... Voltron? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, Voltron! What a shit show. That was a. Um, I'm, I'm actually upset at how much shit I just know about Voltron. Like, oh man, I never, I never got like the the embarrassment or just like the 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 old man with cigarette feeling of watching a piece of media or having experience with a piece of media until like I had finished Legendary Defender and realized, oh yeah, that was like. It feel I want to say it, it wasn't eight years. It was not eight years, but it felt like eight years. It was eight seasons. Yeah, it felt, felt like, like an it felt like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. and then seeing it just be like it's <clears> over, <throat> and I'm like, fucking thank goodness, thank goodness. For and that. then you just look out the window and go, is it though? Is it ever over? Yeah, um, you been up to anything else that might be worth talking about? Nah, I feel like we could we we could focus on your bitness because I'm 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 still looking out the window thinking about Legendary Defender now. Fuck me, why did I watch this show? You could you could yeah regale regale everyone of your of your world while I into mine. Uh, let's see. Since we talked about it last time, but I'm now officially caught up with Black Clover. Yay! I I I finished the anime. And I read the uh, hundred or so chapters of the manga that the anime hadn't covered. Uh, while I have some minor issues with some of like the way the plot is going in the the arcs after where the anime stops, and sort of like ah, this feels a little forced. This feels like it's going a little fast, sort of a thing. 
I'm so, like, invested at this point, and the show has has so much goodwill that I kind of don't care. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's kind of how it, that's kind of how it should be. It's just like, yeah, the show might have, like, like, the property might have, like, its problems, but if, if it's fucking, if you're enjoying it, that's all that really matters. Especially for a battle show like this. Yeah. I did, mm. because I was just bored and I saw an ad for Billy, be like, you know what, let's see what Black Clover's up to right now. So I did, like, just decide to just click an ad and go to the most recent chapter, and when I was interested, I read back a little bit. Shit's kind of nutty. Shit's kind of... We're, we're, we're yeah. in the end game of this series, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, there's... Yeah, that's that's the final arc. Like, actually, yeah. Like, for really. For real. Uh, there's no official name for this arc, but people have been currently calling it the Judgment Day arc. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty final arc fucking name. Yeah. I mean, I like what it's trying to do, theming-wise. I'm just kind of, like, a little bummed out about its pacing in terms of how we get to it. But once the stuff gets going, there's some cool stuff there. I'm also sure that it's going to, like, slow down or be, like, a little bit more in quality when it... Uh, once it's, like, the, the move solidifies. Because that was the other big news thing was that, uh... Obata, right? Is that, is that his name? Or... Obata, yeah. Obata, yeah it's going to be monthly now. like, yeah. I think a month ago, just, like, that he was moving to the monthly jump series to like to yeah. like yeah lower the workload on him and his team and just like make this like just make this as good as it can be so it's gonna be a monthly series now but i think i i i, I the way it like the like the, the the chapter it left off on before that happened is like a good place to just sort of like take a breather reevaluate and then just yeah do what you can for as long as you can to make it like satisfying yeah, I, I'm looking forward to um, him being able to kind of slow down, not just in terms of workload, but, like, clearly because he knew this was the final arc, like, he's like, all right, it, we're going to have to start getting these pieces moving. Uh, and that was kind of... He made a sacrifice in terms of pacing at the beginning of this arc that I'm still a little bummed out about, but I'm interested to see where it goes. But... um yeah, Black Clover's still good. The the two things about it that it makes me that Fairy Tale never did for me, or some other things ever did for me. I think a, a show or manga or whatever a, a show of quality for me personally is when I'm so invested that I start thinking about OCs, you know. The fixation has been hyper hypered. Yeah, I've got I've got the OC brain worms. It's over. I have. Uh, I'm not gonna get. It. I'll I'll talk about it off podcast. I'm not gonna talk about my goddamn black clover OCs on podcast. Uh, the other thing that it makes me really want is to like run a tabletop RPG that's like. Uh, I, I am a huge fan of shonen anime, uh, tropes mixed with Western fantasy. And I kind of want to run a game that's that. You know what I mean? I could 
can I can I can see the appeal for that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fairy tale, uh Black Clover, uh Rave Master, um the uh the Dragon Quest manga, etc. That sort of stuff. Um let's see. After that Speaking of brain worms, I'm 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 I am unfortunately I'm here to tell you that I'm back so back in on fate. Aww. Uh Samurai Remnant came out. Uh and that was the catalyst that made me go, Oh yeah, there's like new stuff coming out. Like, there's the new light novel, uh, and there's also the strange fake anime coming out, uh, and I'm like, man, I never did actually watch the Heaven's Feel movies, and we're, we're back in. like when you, when you take out the problem, which is the big, ugly gotcha game, I'm gonna say it here, live and loud, because that's what FGO is, it's big and ugly, and everyone that tries mm-hmm. to... I'm not going to shout anyone who likes it. I'm going to say that at a certain point, there is a sunken cost fallacy to be applied to this thing. It has cool ideas. Yeah. But those ideas, I shit you not, are going to be put into a movie in like five to ten years and will be much more accessible than than than, than reading it on a... I don't want to say shitty, but like... At times, not up to par, like f- like phone visual novel. When the, when the ball's rolling, the writers they hire like write some good shit. But that's yeah. I mean, Nasu writes the main scenarios. I think to a certain point, because I think like afterwards, certain I, I I think there's like certain guest writers they come in for certain chapters or things, which they do make for like again cool moments. Some of them, some of them are bad, but you know, good. We 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 don't talk about Agartha. That's not getting a movie anytime soon. <laughs> no, 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 no. We we never talk about Agartha. We do talk about Shimosa. Uh, because Shimosa was so good that they decided, what if we did Shimosa again? And that's what Samurai Remnant is. Is it really is it really actually, for real? Yeah, it's because Shimosa was take place in feudal in like a, an era of Japan, like a certain era of Japan, uh, back in the day, and a Holy Grail war within that era, and heavily focusing on characters from that era, like Musashi, and that's what uh, Samurai Remnant is. It, it, it it's also has given me a couple of servants that I've been asking for for a long time. Are these servants like spoiler servants or? Uh, do you care about true names? <sighs> Fuck it, just lay them on me. I don't, I'm not gonna play this game if I do. Who cares? Uh, so the the two servants that I'm specifically talking about are there are um the servants summoned by the summoned by the masters, and there are also rogue servants that you can recruit. Um. One of the servants is the main ser- a main servant, and the other is uh, a rogue servant. The the main saber of Musashi's son, who's the main character, 
uh, is a character I've been asking for for a long time, which is uh, Yamato Takeru. Oh! Oh, so, wait! Yeah, she has... Her mobile phantasm is the fucking... The, is the Kusanagi. Also, I, th I remember seeing that the thing was that they're, like, actually non-binary. Is that true, or...? Oh, really? Oh, I don't it's, know. Yeah. It's just that list... I, I, I checked the Nasuverse page for them. Uh, I didn't look at their name, but I did check the Nasuverse page, but it did, like, list as just question mark. I've been hearing a lot of people have been, like, hmm. giving props to, like... The, they might leave it ambiguous. The devs to leave it ambiguous. But I was saying more like, oh, that actually is cool because this is a saber face that has a right to be a saber face because for those un for those here who don't know anything about Japanese folklore and history and mythology, Yamada Takeru is basically kind of like just a storied figure who has lots of conflicting legends and tales about him. He found some magical swords and... As, like, lots of anthropologists and other, like, historians have sort of, like, compared to, like, like the Arthurian myth. So having your saber face be, for lack of a better term, Japanese King Arthur, unless you want to actually do time stuff and be like, and, and, and say that King Arthur is just English Yamada Takeru, then... Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's neat. I like the idea of that. Yeah, and it appears that they're... Noble Phantasm is on the level of Excalibur. It's pretty cool because it, uh... Obviously it has the thing where it can control the winds, like the legend, about uh, putting out the fires, uh... Earning its name, Kusanagi, Grass Cutter. Uh, but also, it can be invoked by its true nature, as Ame no Murakumo no Kusanagi... Uh, its original name, so then it becomes a divine weapon. Oh, so it's like okay, okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. So it's like it's different. It is. It is different, and and apparently one of the other things it can do is it can make a a strike of wind that's an eightfold slash that creates the heads of the Yamato Norochi. All at like all at once. All at once, yeah. Gee, if I had a nickel for the double phantasm that did a multi, multi-form slash in one stroke, I'd have two nickels. You'd actually have three. Oh, fuck off. Uh, nine lives. One of Hercules' double phantasms is that. Oh, really? Yeah. I always thought it was just nine consecutive strikes. I didn't realize it was actually just... I hit you so they... hard, it hits you nine times. They're... They are so fast that they're almost simultaneous, and that's how he killed the Hydra. For, it's right in the fucking book. It's right in the myth. It's right in the myth, and I have to... It's, it's literally right there in the text. Remember, if, not, if, if fate sounds stupid and dumb and is like a bunch of assholes, well, guess what it's based on, unfortunately? Guess what it's based on? Mythology. It's based on mythology, which had a lot of assholes, but they were just cool about it. Mm-hmm. And the other servant that I was that I've been asking for forever that is also in this game is motherfucking Samson. <gasps> Yay! The the from the Bible. Uh I assume he has a big fuck ass beard. No, he has really long hair though. Okay, fair enough. Really long hair. 
Uh, it is, uh, it's, it's his hair. His hair is his normal phantasm. Oh, so does he do, it, like, Millia Rage shit with it, or is it... No, no, it, it, it's like, um, it acts like, uh, fucking Hercules' god hand. It makes him, like, invulnerable to certain noble phantasms and attacks of a certain level and grants him godlike strength. Okay. Right to the point. To a point. And obviously the only way to stop him is to have specifically a woman cut his hair. Alright. Okay. Oh! Which I'm sure... Oh! Oh! Yeah. 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 Uh, well, do you know, it's a good thing there aren't any lady swordsmen here in 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 Edo. Yeah. Is is Edo or? Uh, it's um after the Shimbara Rebellion, so I think it's the Tokugawa era. Yeah, Toku- sure, sure. Hope there aren't any lady swordsmen servants here who have who have you know any kind of sword abilities that are about fucking cutting at. Was it zero or one? I always fucking forget that. Uh, it's zero. That's, yeah. The, the, the fight. Musashi is the concept of zero. Yeah, uh, yeah, of, 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 of... Emptiness. Of emptiness over infinity. Yeah. Or some shit like that. I... It's, it's, it's the concept of, it's like the, it's not just like this weird esoteric thing of like the emptiness thing, it's also the, um, the martial arts concept of Mushin. Which, which is emptiness. Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's almost, it's, there's an entire, like, Buddhist school based around, like, that kind of, like, like that, that's what Zen Buddhism is based around, right? Or something yeah, it's, it's what, it's, it's also what Ultra Instinct is based on. Huh, neat. Yeah, yeah, Ultra Instinct, Goku is, uh, like, the concept of Mushin. Letting, letting go of all, um... What's the word? Unnecessary moves. And no longer being a martial artist, letting go of technique, and merely only using the strike that is perfect for that exact situation. Uh, that's... huh. I feel like you can apply that to things. You can. It's a, it's an entire philosophical thing. Like, uh, Bruce Lee also talks about the concept of motion when he said he talks about be like water. No form, no. just shape to the to the just move with, to the river and mm-hmm. be any shape by having no form. Do not be limited by technique or practice or tradition. Let go of all unnecessary elements, not just of like martial arts, but let go of all unnecessary elements of life. Stop be stop thinking of yourself as a singular being, but as part of the greater universe. It's cool stuff. Sorry, it's just like, man, how unfortunate does it have to be to be like, yeah, I'm Samson, I have one specific weakness, but I don't think it's going to apply here. Oh, fuck. See, th- Samson is a perfect example of why the true name system exists. <laughs> I mean... It's like... Once you, like, certain cer- certain servants, once you know their true names, you're like, oh, I immediately know how to beat you. <laughs> fucking probably Achilles. <laughs> Achilles. Achilles is the... Achilles is the example they use in Stay Night. I'm trying to think about it. Of, other... of, like, you know, 
if, if you know who I am and you know about my legend, then you know not only my capabilities or an idea of my capabilities, but you might also know my fucking weakness. Fucking... Gaelic, Gaelic, uh, Gaelic speaking folk, when they find out that Maeve is here, all right, boys, let's get the cows. We got we we get. Oh yeah, the fucking hitter with the cheese. With the fucking cheese. That is that happens, I think, in Amer in the America singularity. See what, it's really fucking funny. See what I mean about about good and bad writing? What is that example of? I'm not yeah. telling you. Yeah, the but yeah, we're I'm watching the the Heavens Feel movies with uh KP and uh Scarlet. Uh, I have only approximate knowledge of the Heavens Feel route. So I know some of the stuff that happens, but I don't know everything, so it's a fun ride so far. Yeah, I, yeah, Heaven's Field is where... Like, everyone loves to like, sort of compare things. Like, oh yeah, Fate Route is like... Plain and standard. Do the good boy thing. Learn a lesson. And then Unlimited Blayworks is like... Learn a lesson, but it's like... A little bit... A little, Bitter, a little bittersweet. bittersweet. Like, I always saw that as like just like the... the, the not right route, but the, the, my personal favorite. Because it has like the most introspection... It actually confronts, in a really cool way, the idea of, like, what it means to be a hero and what that entails, too. And mm -hmm. it's just very cool, just, like, deconstruction, like, uh, deconstruction, reconstruction, just like, yeah, no, being a hero fucking sucks. However, if you don't do it, then then, then people will get hurt, so you, that's hell you're walking into, but will you bear it? And it's, like, cool. It's just yeah. conceptually cool. And Heaven's Feel is just... You like suffering. You like pain. You like you like you like you like. It's it also has that like that 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 sort of heroism stuff. But it goes into hey yeah yeah being heroes all fine and dandy. How far do you want to go with with who you want to help? What if the person mm -hmm. you wanted to help was all the evil in the fucking world? And I'm not joking. Yeah. So on and so forth. And just like lots of lots of. Uh, like more philosophical ramifications, but in just the how far can you go to 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 save someone who you know is 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 like your friend, buddy, but like their role is is not that. Yeah. Their place in the world is 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 something much worse. Mm-hmm. It's neat. It's nifty. Uh, yeah, it's nifty. Fate is good sometimes, but also fate is really bad sometimes. It's a big ass fucking media property. It's highly lucrative as shit. I don't think it's in like, I don't think it's in fucking like Mickey Mouse Pokemon tier, but it's probably like, and it makes a lot it makes of money. A fuck ton of money. It, it probably not as accessible because of the aforementioned, you know, or Fgo, Fgo, and also the origins as it being you know, sex game, a porn sex game, porn game, sex game. Yeah, my favorite thing about Stay Night being a porn game is that, like, Nasu was so vehement about not wanting to write a porn game that he was like, alright, you want me to write a porn game? I'll write a fucking porn game with, like, deconstructions of archetypes and mythologies and shit, and, like, it, it, he got his wish because all the porn got cut out of future releases of Stay Night. <laughs> Yeah, that alone probably is why why fate is not like at like number three. If I'm being real here, if it like I would I would 
I'd much rather live in the world, and I'll, I'll bite my tongue with this later if I have to. But I'd much rather live in the world where pornless Fco is is what is 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 the money maker, and not like fucking I don't know Harry Potter. I mean, there's just a and there's quite a bit of transphobia in both franchises. Yeah, let's be real. I know it. Yeah. Let's let's all be honest with ourselves. And also, the worst fate has to offer is so much worse. Yeah. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you, Prism Ilya. I'm looking at you, Shikitono. Prism Ilya is the worst fate thing. Period. End of discussion. I I I I I disagree. I think like. Because of it being like his first thing, it is simultaneously. What was it? Fucking Tsukihime is simultaneously Nasu's best and worst work. Because on one hand, it is the most like. It's. It, I think it has the most like like more just like visceral ideas of things. It's genuinely good horror and deconstruction of horror tropes, and other things. But it also has some of the actual most dog shit writing I've ever heard. I've ever seen in anything. Jank. Do you? Do you know the crux of Prismilia? No. Are you gonna do you gonna do that thing where I reevaluate things again? Yes. So, in the original Stay Night, there were going to be other romance routes uh... that they cut that they cut from the game. One of them was yeah. gonna be with one of them was gonna be with Taiga. Okay, that's a little whatever. The other one. Was going oh. to be with Ilya. Oh. Guess what Prism Ilya is about? Is it really just the 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 the, the, the shitty runback? It's the shitty runback by a different writer, uh, and also we're gonna do the Siscon Onichan shit and make her a magical girl, and we're also going to make a clone of her that's Archer version of her, who also has feelings for Shiro, and also has feelings for her at the same time. Is this what Archer meant about, about the hell walking into? Yes, this is what he meant. Nah, man, just like... E excessive amounts of fan service that is... Prismilia is the worst fate thing, period. End of discussion. You know what? Inceration of humankind doesn't sound so fucking bad right now. No, actually. it does not. No, 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 no. We, 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 we had our time. Anime was, in fact, a mistake. I would, I, I at least say, at least Prismilia. I don't know. Anime's pretty cool. Like. Prismilia, here's the thing, it has the idea of magical girls transforming with the cards of fate servants to get their powers is actually super cool. It's, un it's unfortunate that it's in Prismilia. Boo, just like, that's all I, f I see is just, wow, a neat idea. I wish everything around that wasn't that. Mm-hmm. It's and a, I wish this also didn't have a market too, because I know fucking I, I know that like those those characters show up in FGO. They do, and not only that, there's a new movie coming out right now. Yeah. 
Yeah. Could have been like the that could have been like fucking what's it? A good adaptation one? of the Fate Route. I was gonna say like a good adaptation of the Fate Route. That one light novel that's about like fucking that has Voyager in it. Oh, Requiem. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fate Route. Yeah, that could be Fate Requiem, which I don't know if it's like good. I just know like little skirmish like little tidbits I've read from it that just seem like interesting. Mm-hmm. The fucking Grand Lancer in that is is fucking Longinus. We we could because who else would be the Grand Lancer than the guy who fucking stabbed Jesus? Yeah, he's one of the, he's one of the characters that qualifies, um, for the Grand Lancer class. Uh, we could have gotten an anime adaptation of Fate Redline. Is which one is that the one with the Vikings? Oh, that's no, that's Lost Einherjar. Uh, yeah, that's, that, yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> uh, Fate Redline is the what if Fate Koha Ace slash Guda Guda was serious. Oh. You don't know about Redline? I mean, I know, I mean, I, I, I feel like, I know you mentioned it before, is it really just serious grail war between, like, the servants that show up in, in that? Yes, Nobunaga, Okita, uh, Izo takes place during World War Two. Oh. Yeah. Nobunaga is fucking so unhinged. It's great. Yes. I wouldn't be surprised. I'd be surprised if, if that was not an unhinged person. In in World War fucking 2. Oh, God, he's having a field day. Oh, well, she, but yeah. She, I, I know what you mean. I fucking... I free... I free... <laughs> Nobu's weird. Nobu's weird. I always, whenever I think of that... Well, Nobu... Nobu, much like Artoria, is like... I want whatever gender fuckery you have going on. I just remember that one of the Nobus was, like, canonically they-them, and then goes back to yes. being she-her, which is... weird. I, Peak. Not weird. Eh. Up to inter- I, I, I feel like it's, I feel like should, have, should be more up to interpretation for stuff. I want I want scary tall tall uh, Avenger Nobu to have he him pronouns, despite looking like the most the, 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 the most hyper butch lesbian there is. Just to give you an idea of like how unhinged Nobu is in Redline. Uh, let me find that screen. One of the screen caps from the manga, just to show you the energy. Hang on a minute. Is that maybe I'm wrong? Is that Shiro Miwa in the art? What? Shiro, Shiro Miwa, the artist? Is it, is it not? I don't know. I don't know who the artist for Redline is. That's the, that's the person that did art. Like they did the art for like that Devil May Cry Five manga. Devil May Cry Five manga about V. Uh, let me look. Fate Redline. For Soul Hackers 2. Let me look. Fate Redline. Uh, adaptation of Koha Ace. Manga by K. Kenshi. Never mind. Jared, just me. That's the guy who does the, uh, the story. Oh. Hold on. Who is the artist for this? Fate Type Redline. Author, illustrator Ryuji Ryoji Hirano. Never mind, my 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 mistake. Yeah, but Redline, uh, good. 
Nobu gets to be absolutely fucking unhinged, and I love it. Th this is tame for how unhinged she is. Like, there's a scene of her, like, beheading her own master, standing naked, drenched in his blood, and then unleashing her thousand guns on an entire army. What I, this is what I want. Uh, anyway, so that's me. Uh, we're going to take a break, but when we get back, we're going to talk about uh, the, the actual purpose of this episode. Scooby-Doo. Scooby Scooby fucking do, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I, I put a timestamp in the last episode. I'm going to put a timestamp on this one. Oh, boy. Anyway, we'll be right back. And welcome back. That was a bit of a longer break. We thought we had a bit of a, a thing off, off off podcast, but anyway, we're back. We're talking about Scooby Doo for the God. I don't even know how many times we've talked about Scooby Doo on this podcast. Uh, first time with we me, did. Yeah, it's first time with you. Yeah, but just in general, we've talked about Cyber Chase, which is not Cyber Chase. We talked about Witch's Ghost, Zombie Island, Ghoul School. Um. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think we talked about any of the other movies. And the Space Invaders. No, no, you haven't. Yeah, you said we haven't spoken about Space Invaders yet until like. No, that's we, the last we haven't talked about the real monsters, like sort of series. Yeah, we haven't talked about Space Invaders, and we haven't talked about any of the shows, but the only one I'd ever actually really want to talk about is Mystery Incorporated. And, oh, God. I, that would have been a whole, like, that would have been the month's episode, because that's a whole yeah, no, fucking... Yeah, that's a whole thing. It, it's kind of the one worth talking about in this format. Derek J. Wyatt does it again. Derek J. Wyatt does it again. Anywho, enough talking about good Scooby-Doo media. Here's... <laughs> Cyber Chase? I love joking about... Okay, so to, to get the ball rolling, what's what's the deal with Cyber Chase? What's the, what's the factoids? Is there anything? Okay, so Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase was originally released in 2001 as a direct-to-video animated film. It is... And the fourth in the series of direct-to-video animated films based off of Scooby-Doo produced by Hanna-Barbera. Um, and done by the animation studio Mook Animation, which is part of the whole quadrology of films started with the, with Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, all di directed by, uh, Jim, Dim Jim Stenstrom. Scooby-Doo, uh, and the Cyber Chase, uh, is also has many uh, voice changes and the last roles for certain characters. Uh, Grey Delisle would come back as Daphne. I know Grey Delisle would, would not, not come back, but she would be the new Daphne after the death of the original Daphne, uh, Mary Kay Bergman. And uh, it was also the last film where Scott Innes voiced Scooby-Doo and Shaggy. 
because after that it will be Casey Kasem and Frank Welker. And it was also the last film where B.J. Ward voiced Velma. The other people in this film are Joe Alasky as Officer Wembley, Bob Bergen as Eric, Tom Kane as Professor Kaufman, Mike Kelly as Bill, and Gary Sturgis as the Phantom Virus, uh, who is, you might know, from Static Shock. He's the voice, he was the voice of Ebon. Very distinct fucking voice. I remember, I remember hearing that even as a kid, like, but just hearing that, because he has a very, like, distinctly raspy voice. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, definitely has the lightest tone out of all of the quadrology. Yeah, it's, like... <sighs> the Phantom Virus is not scary. It's not. Like, he is not, I guess, they... It, it, it. it it's not a scary monster because it's like most of the first part of the film the, the, the intro of the film is like whoa this is like a scary like lab situation and they've just unleashed some kind of like living virus it's like whoa what, what does that mean for a lot of things it's once again not a dude in a costume it is a real like artificial intelligence that came to life and you know there could be like technologies at its whim all these things and then then we cut and it's like pies getting thrown in its face get pies scooby and shaggy are beating him with a fucking looney tunes routine he's weak to magnets they're electrocuting him which doesn't make any sense because if you if you like can't show you a visual but just trust the other one the the dude the dude's made of electricity I think? Yeah. Or maybe he's just blue? Is he, like, freakazoid? He, he's made... They stated he's elect, he's an electromagnetic creature. Which is why he's affected by magnets. So, yeah, he's made of, like, electromagnetic energy. So I don't know how you shock a, an electromagnetic creature. Fuck it, I don't know. Pause, fuck up his charges. Suck the electricity back in. Yeah, give the virus the suck. Is he stupid? Did he forget? I mean, he fell for Scooby and Shaggy's Looney Tunes routine, but then again, every monster falls for Scooby and Shaggy's Looney Tunes routine at some point. So, like, I don't know. Is it just Scooby and Shaggy are that good? Or are they all stupid? Yeah. But yeah, Fancy Virus is not, like... It's a fun... It's I like his design. I think it's, like, it's like a striking, like, visual of just electric dude. I like how he doesn't mm-hmm. have any, like, actual feet. He just fucking tinks around with, like, his like sort of weird knife legs yeah yeah it's a cool silhouette it's a fun idea for a scooby-doo monster i just don't think it's used to its fullest potential in this film especially when it's like one of the the the, like the real ones yeah those are reserved for like the big deal things like oh fuck it's real and now it's like nah fucking who cares computer life is real and that's not it's not the main selling point. The big selling point is is the the, the is Scooby and the gang get dot hacked. Yeah, this Scooby is Scooby and the gang get fucking put into the brains. It fucking fuck sword on online. Scooby Doo and the Cyber Chase is the real Isekai. They get zapped into the virtual world and go through a bunch of Scooby Doo themed like Level. trials and tribulations and levels, yeah. But yeah, they get like the premise is that uh, one of the dudes I Eric. Forget. 
Eric, yeah, he made a Scooby-Doo game based on the Misfit Mystery Inks escapades, which mm-hmm. confuses the theme of, like, yeah, like, this isn't the same sort of, like, shared universe as the other three movies of they got back together after a hiatus and went back to solving mysteries and sort of is, like, I guess a capstone to it? And... Yeah, it's, like, it is a capstone and also kind of a celebration of the old stuff with the uh, meaning the cyber versions of them, which are like references to their older incarnations, you know, and also the fact that like not only do we get to see all these old designs of the cyber versions of them, but uh, that all of these old monsters from the original show came back in this film, like the creeper and the tar monster and old Iron Face and fucking. The crocodile, the bayou beast, I forget what it was called. Oh, uh, Gator Ghoul. Gator Ghoul, Gator Ghoul. How could I forget Gator Ghoul? Jaguaro. I feel like there were better choices for some of these. Like the space kook? The, the space kook. I would have gone with the space kook. But, you know, we would have had to hear that laugh for like 20 minutes. And also the eye str- Yeah, Space Cook is cool. The problem is that it's a fucking audiovisual nightmare of a monster. It is an audiovisual nightmare of a monster. That's true. Like, I would have rather had him over Old Iron Face or Gator Ghoul. Although there were some monsters that I'm glad they didn't pick. Like the... The Shaman. Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna put that in the Warner Brothers vault forever. Yeah. Um... I'm surprised they didn't try and go with like a the, the ghost clown or uh, Mr. Hyde or the Black Knight. There were a lot of picks. They had to like choose some, but I'm like, there's some I would have rather had from the original show. Uh, the Phantom Shadows. Um, the oh, fucking what was the guy with the the, the diving suit? Oh, I know. What you're, I, I know what you're talking about. It's from the it's from the intro. He's, he's from the intro, yeah, the original series. I think it's like not Ghost Diver. The the Mariner. Ghost of Captain Something, I think. Uh, they also could have gone with one of the worst ones, like the Minor Forty Niner. The fuck is a Minor Forty Niner? It's it's the ghost of an old gold miner. That's just a dude. He's just a dude. That's my point. <laughs> Just a dude. Where is like? Does he have scary red eyes? No, he's just a dude with a beard and a hat. He's such, he's such a lame Scooby Doo monster. He just looks like a yeah. No, I'm looking at like, I'm looking at him in screenshots from the original show and also Mystery Incorporated. He looks like more of just a character. Yeah, he's just a guy. Like the why is he like not like at least like I don't know weird ghoulish gray or something or something. Like, Laser eyes. Anything. Literally fucking anything would have been better than that. The horror is from the fact that he died of of horrible miner's lung, which is a serious thing that affects miners every day, you know? It is. That's that's the real shame. That's the the real scary factoid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you know the funny thing about this movie is that it feels less like a movie and more of like a tie-in for the video game? You know... When you remind me that there was a fucking video game and the fact that the VHS I had for this also advertised that video game in the beginning and the end. Mm-hmm. 
It almost feels like this was a game first, and they needed to make a movie afterwards. Yeah, especially when we get to the middle part of the movie that's like a montage and the pacing goes to shit. String off all these game worlds, that would be really cool if they- oh. Is like, my favorite Scooby-Doo movie a commercial? Yes. I think it might be. Um, the, the thing about this movie is that, like, it's fun, but it's it kind of falls apart pretty early. It has a really good setup. I honestly think that the opening sequence of the professor walking through the the campus and the dark and, like, the original summoning of the virus is, like, kind of spooky and has a really good atmosphere. And then after that, the movie just, like, completely fails to capture any of that anymore, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, at least Space Invaders has, like... It has, like, like a plot. It has a turn. Oh, yeah, also the fact that... I remember that, because each of these movies uh, sort of has, like, this kind of, like, archetypal, like, sort of, like, trend thing. I start off with, with, with Zombie Island, which is really moody, like, really moody atmosphere for the most part. Uh, a cool, like, just get, like, whoa, cool intro. And, of course, they have all of their, like, sort of gotcha, like, twists, mo- like, twist moments or reversals of things. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Zombie Island has the, the fucking, the cat ladies, which is Ghost has Ben Ravencroft. Uh, fucking Space Invaders has two real, of them, actually. Real actual aliens. It's real actual aliens. The aliens are fake, but the re- the, the, they're not fake, and the ones that we're trying to find them are actually the bad guys who just want fucking miner's gold. Yeah. Which is like... It, like that's, 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 that's the biggest one I can remember. And then with this one, it's like... That's actually what I remember this one the most for, is just the really stupid fucking twist that's like... <laughs> Play ball! It, it, it's such a not... Okay, it's such a nothing twist, where I feel like somewhere along the lines, they were like, okay, we have to make this, like, really cool, and be like, whoa, what the heck? And then they and then when they wrote the movie initially, they're like, there actually is no way of indicating this guy is there. So let's just, like, overdo it. You know subtext? Fuck yeah. that shit. Uh, Text. virus... Here's text of the Phantom Virus's Coliseum is a baseball diamond. Oh, hey, he says let's play a ball. Oh, he's in a batting cage. Oh, he's just using a lot of baseball terminology. Hey, remember that guy at the start who was making a baseball simulator and yeah. wore a baseball cap? This isn't this isn't subtext. This is text in bold in Comic Sans. This is hypertext. This is a new level of tech. This is this is tech imposed text that goes over. This is over text. This is this text is on the the top layer. It's like, and then like the fucking reasoning. You'd think like yeah, every Scooby Doo has some kind of a good thing. Like oh yeah, the reasoning would be cool. It's like no, you just wanted a grant for his baseball simulator. All right, listen. You know the thing that I don't think is talked about enough about this movie? What is that? Okay, so... Something I realized while watching this movie is... So the the whole crux of it is about this invention, the laser that does... Like, digitizes things, right? It's like, oh, they're gonna... Surely they're gonna win this uh, prize, like a quarter million dollars for a national science thing. It's like... And I'm sitting here being like, 
my dude, you figured out how to convert matter into energy and data. <laughs> this is one of the greatest inventions of all time. And, and the fucking baseball guy is like, my baseball simulator lost to that. Yeah. It's, Bro, it's... <laughs> this is fucking sci-fi tech. Dude, they make t the fucking MLB 2K of the show comes out every fucking year. You ain't special. Yeah, bro. Get out of here. And, like, that's another thing, too, is, like, this is... We don't know what kind of... We don't know what the illustrious halls of state universities, like, forte is. We know it's a tech school, probably. Yeah. Maybe. But also they have bioengineered tomatoes... It's so clearly like, a, an institute an that specializes in the sciences. Yeah, it's an engineer. It's an engineering college, and I guess like, fuck, dude. From speaking from my friends who are also engineering majors or doing their fucking masters for this shit, that's what engineer major, engineering majors are all just like that. There'll be dudes who are actual fucking wunderkinds that can make like matter converters, and there are guys who get mad when their baseball simulators don't work so they have an elaborate plan to fucking kill people in video game world it's so fucking like the the way that they underplay how absolutely insane this technology is is so fucking funny to me also now i need to think about it. so did so did bill make a virus and then bring it to life or did he find a virus and bring it to life no he made the virus and he used the laser to convert the the data into matter so you could in theory create ais in the data realm and give them life like fucking I... this technology is stupid <laughs> it you could in theory if they're if they're in the cyber world, right, and the food they ate was actually real, and you could convert the data of the the cyber stuff into actual food, you would solve world hunger. I'm 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 just yeah, I'm trying to like, again like this is how much of a nothing movie this really is, even though I love it to death just because of like pure nostalgia. Yeah, it is pure nostalgia, and this may have been like let's be real, I was like, oh good lord, I would have been like fucking like an actual toddler. I was 10 when this movie came out. I'm not going to say how old I was. I wanted you to turn to dust again. But I was like... A baby baby. Baby baby. So this was this was little, little Janky's first introduction into what a twist was. Mm-hmm. Like, ac actual nascent fucking writing memory. And, and, yeah. And, and so, so... And now realizing, oh, fuck, he just had a fucking matter go like scooby-doo has some wacky ass things but there's always like rules or if not rules it's magic and magic's rules can change from movie to movie but like mm -hmm. with this it's hard it is supposed hard science that just turns energy it converts matter to energy energy data and then backward and backwards it can do both is the thing yeah and this was at a fucking science fair for a grant. Like... Buddy, you should have, like, world leaders and international press coming to look at this thing. You should be Tony Starking this shit. Yeah. For real. I don't even want to, like, say, like, 
oh, how did I rewrite something? Because it's just like, there's nothing else to really rewrite. It's just, it's so fucking weird. It's like, it, it, that's the thing. It's like, with the, if you introduce that into any movie, you could do so much with it. But you, I think that's the problem, is that it's like, the, that, that, like, MacGuffin? Is it even a MacGuffin? It's not even a MacGuffin! It's just a, 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 a story, the a plot device. Yeah. To, for, it is a plot device to make the monster, put them into the zone, and then get them out, when it could be the entire crux of the fucking series here. Yeah. yeah. It's so much bigger than Scooby-Doo. It's and so much just, bigger than Scooby-Doo. And then we just see that, oh yeah, he won the science fair, he got like, I don't know. $250,000. Really? Yeah, it's a quarter of a million. It's gotta, like, actually have, like, a fucking, like, either, either like, just the, like, a fucking... Yeah? 3D printers exist in this world, and they make, like, not only do you make that, like, 20 years early, but life! It creates mad... It, it breaks one of the fundamental laws of physics. It converts it converts energy into matter, and vice versa. I, I I just I I never really thought about that until you brought up because I was like, oh, that's just a dumb gun, <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah, no, I shouldn't think about this because if I do, I'm gonna hate this fucking movie. I mean, it's not serious. Like, it's, it's not. It's like it's a, it's, it's a Scooby Doo nice. movie. Like it's it's never gonna get into that. But like, it's just funny to me. I, I think it's more just like because the last three just did interesting things with with the oh this is real stuff. <clears throat> yeah. With, with like yeah with like Zombie Island, it like had a neat, it, the the big thing of that one was just don't judge a book by its cover because it was like oh yeah no the cat ladies, you know. Sympathetic, kind of, for for being brought for, for for being brought over to to to, to America land, but then also like kind of assholes for damning all those guys to suffer for forever. Yeah, and the zombies being like actually trying to be nice and save them. They're like that was that was, that's like cool, and which is ghost is like you know getting rid of like with skepticism. The fucking just because Tim Curry's there, don't think with your fucking. I mean, listen. We all thought with our dick when we when we heard Tim Curry. Our per the proverbial thinking with our with our dick and hoo ha. I when I hear Tim Curry, I get a little. Ooh. I w I would have fallen for that. Everyone would have fallen for that, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, I don't blame you, Velma. Um, like if this movie were longer and like had more time and like maybe a another pass, what I would have done with this concept is like that the original intent was to stop. The, to, to, like, wreck Eric's project, but, like, the virus gets out of control and starts, like, wrecking the world <laughs> or, like, the, the town or the city or whatever, and, like, the, it's up to the Scooby gang to stop it from, like, devouring data and, like, whatever. Like, that could have been a whole fucking movie. Dude! You know what this is? Mm -hmm. The Phantom Virus could have been the fucking D-Reaper. It could have been. The Phantom Virus could have been the D-Reaper. Literally. Literally. Yeah. Soft backdoor plug for... Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Sleuth. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Fuck off. Now I want...
I want a Scooby-Doo fucking Digimon crossover. It would work. It'd be cool. I still want a Scooby-Doo Lupin crossover. Instead, we're probably gonna just get Scooby-Doo meets the fucking, I don't know. Spins wheel. Rabbids. Gremlins. I would like wait. Well, hold on, hold on. You said gremlins. I would. I would. I'd love that. Actually, shut up. That'd, that'd be fine. No, that'd be fine. I'm just saying. I'm trying to look at like what like what is Warner Brothers on now? I don't know. Scooby Doo meets fucking Black Adam. Hey, hey, no, hang on. Wait, hang on. We could do something with this. Disney, Disney, and Warner Brothers are strongly associated now, right? Could I could I sell you on Scooby Doo and the gang end up in the Duckverse? It's a logistics thing that that, that that puts me off. Not not a I don't like it. It's a it would it would like I'm thinking too far ahead of this because it's just a dumb hypothetical. But the idea of like oh yeah they make this, but then for some reason the idea is just too good. It gets written off. It gets super tax written off before it even gets going. And now it's like yeah, double impossible to bring back because you have to get both those share, like those right people to share. And it's fucking Disney and Warner Brothers. Those guys are. Assholes when it comes to like maybe okay maybe War Brothers probably would be like better off about it but with Disney's like they 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 they, they were mauling when Winnie the Pooh became fucking public domain. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So anyway, guess, huh? That's really all I have to say about maybe my first and most important Scooby Doo movie is that it's kind of nothing neat it's like it's like the kind of thing that you like you see play on a weekday on cartoon network yeah it's one of those things where it's not as iconic or as important as zombie island and it's not long enough to like examine it and doesn't have enough going on to examine it like alien invaders or witch's ghost they're gonna fucking three-act structure because it feels like it's like just weirdly shaped, like, first real-world act. Then there's virtual world. I guess, like, the gang seeing themselves, see how far they've grown, is neat. But at this point in time, they've already gotten over the whole, like, disillusionment of, of being the Skippy gang. They, they, they want to do it now. Yeah. There's no, like, problem with it. If we had lived in a slightly different world, where certain people had been alive and certain people had been chosen before then it would have been really cool if any of the characters from Scooby who were voiced by new people their old versions were voiced by the original voice actors I guess that's yeah no, that's, yeah, that's what I'm thinking like, that would have been a lot more impactful but this was this was still in the time when Casey Kasem was like just fucking not doing voiceover because yeah, no, he was double not doing it because he stopped voicing over for, like, Sunbow stuff because of their, like, rather not good perception of Middle Eastern people. In case Kasem was, I forget, uh, I forget exactly what it was, but he had, his family was some kind of, was, was some, was, like, he's, some he's mixed, did, yeah, I mi- believe. Mixed he, but also the other thing being the infamous Burger King Shaggy ad where Shaggy orders a fucking, like, Whopper Supreme. Even though Kasem himself, uh, no, like, even though Kasem himself is, like, a known vegetarian or vegan. And so, after he made that ad, he was like, nah, this, this is against my beliefs. I am not 
doing this character anymore until you guys fucking change that. Hence why Shaggy's now like a vegetarian or like a vegan in his honor. Oh, I just looked it up. Uh, K.E.C. Kasem, a.k.a. Kamal Amin Kasem, is a Lebanese. I, there we go. I wasn't sure if it was Lebanese or not, but I remember, I remember, I remember being like, used Lebanese. Yeah. So you, you probably get some beef when you see early Transformers G.I. Joe depictions of Middle Eastern folk. Yeah, probably. Not good. Not good at all. And yeah. That's all. His, 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 like, his whole life story is kind of like a lot. Just a lot of stuff. Yeah. A lot of unfortunate things. But overall, like, that is that is the default. Like, that, before Matthew Lillard, like, took on the role and did a really good job with it, Casey Kasem was, like, the default Shaggy. Not to say that Scott Innes is bad, though. I think that that voice is, like... It's own unique kind of voice. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's st- it still sounds like Shaggy. It's just, like... Different. Yeah, different. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's not fucking Billy West Shaggy. That Shaggy is so not good and forced. Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, my, that's the Shaggy power scaling ranking to me, is, like, Matthew and Casey at the top, Scott is in the middle, and then Billy West, and then just, like... I was gonna say like whatever Shaggy they got to ro- like voice him like Robot Chicken or whatever, mm. but I think they also got Matthew Lillard to voice him back there because yeah. fucking him and Seth Green are like friends. I think tight. Yeah, the friends because they're in the, mo- in the movies together. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly at the top of the tier I would put Ultra Instinct Shaggy, but that's just me. That's still Matthew Lillard. No, no, I'm just I'm fucking. <laughs> I'm making I'm making a bit about tier the like, power I, power, I, t- I, power I, scaling. Don't I don't play about voice actors. Don't joke about with that with me. I, I take it very seriously. Speaking of Casey Kasem, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yep. Uh, Scooby-Doo and the Goblin King is a 2008, god, I'm old, uh, direct-to-video animated movie. It's the 12th in the direct-to-video films in the uh, what's new Scooby-Doo era of the, the films. It was produced by, uh, produced and directed by, uh, Joe Sitka, also written by Joe Sitka, and it stars, uh, Frank Welker, obviously, as Fred and Scooby, Casey Kasem as Shaggy, Mindy Cohn as Velma, Gradle Isle as Daphne, and also a bunch of guest stars, Wayne Knight as the amazing Krudsky, Jay Leno as Jack... Wallace Shawn as Mr. Gibbles, Tim motherfucking Curry as the Goblin King and the Werewolf, Jim Belushi as one of the Goblins, Larry Joe Campbell as one of the other Goblins, Hayden as Fairy Willow, Lauren Bacall as the Grand Witch, Thorn Adcox as Sparkplug, and Rusey Taylor as one of the other witches. Fucking... I, okay, see, like, when you said that Scooby-Doo and Dark First crossover, I was like, that's kind of goofy. Half the cast of fucking Kingdom Hearts is in this fucking movie. A little bit. Okay, by half, I mean just two people. And by half, <laughs> Okay. Well, okay, but you know, you know what I mean? It's like, no, 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 no. Rusey Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like, like, like. Yeah. I know what you mean. These are all like voice that's not, that's not that's not half at all. It's not even but close. Like, it's not. It's not. But like, 
I mean, if you want to be, if you want to be like literal, Frank Welker's probably somebody, somewhere, something. Yeah. Um, I'm always happy to say Jim Belushi personally. I really like his voice. I was, I was also, I was very mad when I like heard Jack talking. I was like, who is that? That's not. That's, I, who is that? And my brain was like grinding gears. It's like that's not a cartoon actor, but they've been in cartoons. And then when I saw the the caption was fucking Jay Leno, I just got pissed off because that's what it was so iconic. That that no he that's Jay Leno's voice is very like cartoony. It's cartoony, but it also is like I want to say people like kids from around like the like no kids are like from the aughts. So like I want to say my demographic, maybe a little bit younger, a little bit older. Anyone from like the year like two thousand to twenty twelve thirteen mm-hmm. is gonna like know Jay Leno's voice because that was the age when he was the late night guy voice. Yeah, and also you know Primus and Chin, but that was it. That was his big fucking thing. Was that yeah? He's Jay Leno. Everyone knows him. He's the talk show guy. Yep. And not kind of front. I don't know the quality, or I don't remember the quality of writing for like late talk shows. I don't really watch them, but I think that maybe Jay Leno was a little bit better of a voice for the people than what than the fucking double Jimmy Apocalypse we have now. Yeah, I'm also always happy to hear Wallace Shawn, but that's just because of how much I love the Princess Bride. I know Wallace Shawn is just fucking great. Yeah, he he's great in this, and so is um Tim. Like Tim always does a good job. Uh, like honestly. This this movie is a lot of fun mainly because of a lot of the uh, the voice actors kind of killing it, uh, and also this movie is like in a weird way kind of a throwback to uh, Reluctant Werewolf, Boo Brothers, and Ghoul School. That being like a movie that focuses on Saggy and Scooby in a more supernatural setting, basically. Kind of callback to those too, like like if, in the same way that like uh, what's it. Cyberchase tries to sort of call back to the old... It kind of sort of fails it, too. This one is calling back to those Shaggy Scooby adventures where it's just sort of them. Because the main, the rest of the crew is kind of just sort of... Like, I don't want to say fucked off, do nothing. They just aren't really doing anything. They're not elements in the story. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Because, I mean, the movie... I think the movie made the right choice... In focusing on not only in the in the fact that it's a throwback because of, so we're gonna focus on Shaggy and Scooby, but also uh, because there's a lot of characters in this movie, having only Scooby and Shaggy to focus on means it's less bloated. Oh God, just imagine like everyone just has their like RPG party. Like, wow, this thing we are seeing here is blank. Like they all have their own just. And doing that three times over because the, the movie does like ha- is pretty simple. Of yeah. Shaggy and Scoob go to a they go to a Halloween place, thing happens, and then they sort of interact with that. But like, it's unique. It's not it doesn't feel like bad. It doesn't feel repetitive. It just sort of is like that's just how it runs. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't like call it one of the greatest Scooby Doo movies, but I think it's definitely a fun one, especially for Halloween. One of the two that actually takes place on like Halloween, Halloween. Yeah. Like it's like it's not just Halloween vibes. It's yeah, no, it's a Halloween movie. It's about Halloween magic. 
it's about it's, it goes through all the fucking mon like the Halloween like monsters that are popular around that time. It actually is an interesting dynamic. I actually like the like sort of interesting like dynamics between Shaggy and Scooby uh, and how they view Halloween because they're saying like this is the one time of year where we're not scared of any of the monsters because we know because we know it's all fake. That is such so a fun be, like, interpretation of that. You know. Like yeah, that's that's interesting. It also it, like what's it? We get to see also a, a more skeptical Shaggy because I never I've never interpreted him as like you know not believing in magic, but you know a magician on a Halloween show is like oh that's nothing that's like that's 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 nothing and he proves it's not anything and that's the central like inciting thing of a conflict that. Mm-hmm. Which is, I don't know if it's like I don't know like that, that's not a thing there's like I don't maybe, maybe is that like a thing against him is that this all started because he just you know made this poor guy act for no reason I mean yeah he was mean to Scooby but like don't talk so loud sometimes it's like I don't know like I, we're using like real world like no dogs loud signs I'm like yeah no dogs are fucking yap and they run around. They can, they, dogs may not be suited to a magic environment where shit goes pop and explode and bright Yeah, lights. I mean, Krutsky is kind of an asshole. Like, he was like, I was shown up by this one kid and now I'm gonna, like, <laughs> become God, I guess. I think, as the kids <laughs> say, that's base. I think turning your one, one not-so-good performance into I'm going to be a megalomaniac. Yeah. I want the goblin magic now. I want it now. Like, the fact that Scooby's, Scooby and Shaggy showing up as an inciting incident for upsetting the entire balance of magic is so fucking stupid. Like, yeah, that's fun. That's, like, fun dumb. It's, not, sil not, it's silly and fun, yeah. Not the matter converter dumb, where it's just... Uh, what else? The other thing about this movie is that, like, unlike Cyber Chase... I think this movie is actually funny. <laughs> yeah, no. I I shouldn't have been embarrassing myself. I shouldn't have gotten embarrassed about this. Cause I, there are genuine like visual gags that just got me like giggling. The best, one, the best one is like... Well, the best one is just the part where, where, where they're doing like... They're in the fucking monster caf like, cafe or whatever. And it just has the fucking skeleton band playing their fucking monster music. And they have, and then, then Shag just fucks up the song by going like, "Ah, where's the Goblin King?" And everyone's like, "The Goblin King!" Ah! Everyone runs away. The scary vampire has the, sh the shrill fucking Mindy Cohen scream. Uh the best visual gag, which is just like the weird like hunchback dude runs into an Iron Maiden, and the Iron Maiden gets up and, and runs away. <laughs> Oh god! And then there's like, what was it? That one bit with the signs, where it's like, uh, be, uh, beware, never set foot here, abandon all hope, free parking. <laughs> there are I just no, but uh, or the the, the stuff with the goblins, like you you spoke of the goblin king, and then just smacks him over the head. You said goblin king, don't say goblin king. They start smacking each other because they keep saying goblin king. That's why they got fucking Jim Belushi. They ha they, they like. Who's on first? It's l l it's literally 
It's the who's on first bit. It's so fucking... It's just good. The, I'll see ya. Yeah, it's a fun... Fun movie. Yeah. The, the, I think the joke that cracks me up every time I see it... Is the, the bit where um, Scooby and Shaggy are in the, the prison... And the fairies come to save them. And they're like, we're saved! And they hug the skeleton, like, yeah! And then the skeleton is just like, oh man, that's great for you guys! <laughs> nice one, you guys! <laughs> What's he doing in there? What's his story? Is uh, he a freak? Uh, it's just... I don't know. I just, is he just a freak that just stays in there because he likes it? Who knows? It's just really fucking funny to me. That's the, that, that's when the jokes are fucking funny, because it's, it's less of like a haha funny thing and more of a how does this world work exactly? It, how does Monster World work? Mm-hmm. Do, the, do these three witches just make food all day and just laugh at to themselves? Yes. Are they, are they just shit posters? Yes. But instead of posting shit online, they just toil in trouble in their in their cauldron? Yeah. I, I think this movie does a better job of being like a silly fun romp than Cyber Chase does. Like funny, I, it's, I, it's a funny Halloween movie. I have nostalgia for Cyber Chase, but I think this movie does what Cyber Chase was trying to do, but better. Not to say that it's like amazing or anything, but you know, it's definitely a movie that I would put on for a Halloween party. Put it on the background, like it, it, uh, put, it on, put the it on the background, and not feel like. I wouldn't feel bad about putting it on the background. If I put Cybertrace on in there, I'd just be like, this isn't entertaining. People are going to, like, hate this. Yeah. But this is like, oh, yeah, there's Halloween vibes. It's a Scooby-Doo. I, it's Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. It's like, when, when Scooby-Doo is good, you don't feel like... You don't feel like you're watching, like, a, a, a children's cartoon. You're just watching Scooby-Doo. It's... Yeah. It just has that same feel that it had when it fucking... When it came out. It's, it's a family thing. It's timeless. Yeah enjoyable and timeless whereas with cyber chase it's like the gags are kind of boring yeah the, the rationale is kind of whatever the writing is not good mm-hmm. there's there's a i know i always hate that music about playing that fucking montage i don't know why oh that weird scary monster hyperpop. or whatever the fuck boom boom diggity day or night yeah yeah <laughs> boom boom <laughs> boom boom Watch like, out! Oh, no, like, what you think? Yeah? Like, what the fucking, like... What a, what an insert song. What a fucking... As if it wasn't enough to rip off the fucking name, now you have to rip off the music of Cyber Chase? Yeah. Now you, like, the... And then this one's like, okay, the original songs are, are cool and funny. They're just scary songs. There's the goblin dance, which is just... Silly. <laughs> I like, I like how they interpret goblins as just, like, they're all weird green-winged dudes. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of wish more media did goblins as fey fantastical as opposed to just, like, just little weird green guys. Or, you know, the bad. The bad guys. And then more like just the, the, the goblin interpretation that is bad because uh-oh they're they're troublemakers and mischievous yeah they're rambunctious little scamps yeah little scamp it's the scamp energy of them being goblins and i was 
I was happy. I, I like that. I like that they're just sort of make it as, yeah, yeah. just little scamps. A goblin comes up to you and says, I personally identify as a rambunctious little scamp. My pronouns are T slash he. And then he steals your wallet. And he steals your wallet. But he puts a little butterscotch in there. Mm. So it's like, makes you think, huh? Makes you think. Who's really in the wrong? As he used that butterscotch, uh, the money in your wallet to buy you that butterscotch. <laughs> yeah. So was it even really free? <laughs> it makes you fucking think. It makes you think. Tra la tra lee. Goblin is what I be. It is a, I goblin I be. I I, uh, I I wish we could go back to that kind of goblin. The the fae fairy tale storybook goblin. I think the idea is like I think this is just media likes to have like hard visualizations of these things. So when you think of fae and fa- the fae and fairy, you just think like. Pixies. It's all kind of the same. The part I actually kind of this is just a dumb nitpick, but I think when Walshon's like wizard character said like, "Oh, you and your pixie pranks," it's like, no, those are that's not the same as a fairy. They're different. I don't know how, but I know they're different. I've read books on how they're different. Or maybe that's just like another. Like, that's it's like it's it's the thing. same kind of energy as that's not a dragon. It's a wyvern. Yeah. I guess. Like, that's what this movie gives. Like, it gives, like, even though it is just a goofy, like, Halloween movie, it's like, oh, wait, they did kind of, like, make up a world and make you go, like, oh, what's the, what's, what's this, what is Monster World like? What are the rules for every day that isn't Halloween? Mm-hmm. Does Jack the Pumpkin just stay inert for 364 days? He's the spirit of Halloween, so maybe like how Santa Claus is off the clock for the rest of the year. Like. You know? Also, how is the Goblin King, like, the epitome of all evil? Is he just, like... Not evil. Is all evil... He's, I just, mean, like, it, he's just a mischievous guy. He likes to cause trouble. Like, all I always see him, like, everyone's like, oh, he's the scariest guy out there. It's like... I mean, yes, but also, like, the the worst he does is just get a bunch of goons in one place on one night and go, all right, goons, do your thing. Fly, my pretties, fly. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Also, yeah, elephant in the room, because I'm going to ask this. Mm-hmm. So, like, so did he, like, just find a fairy, a person-sized fairy, or did he shrink it's, is it like an adoption thing? Is it a metaphorical thing? Listen, it's magic. Don't worry about, about the, it. You know, the, 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 the thing, the twist of that movie. That's the real kind of, If you could call it that. We're just not going to think about it. Oh, okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. Okay, well. Yeah, Discord, you disconnected me. Uh, What was the last thing you heard me say? I didn't hear you say anything. I just was getting my whole spiel about... How does how does Goblin King make fairy? Uh, my answer was it's magic. Don't worry about it. Sure. I'm correct. You, you can't choose who you fall in love with. Yeah, you can't choose to be into macro micro play. And that could be a 
neat place. That's yeah, it. That's, that's the facts. Yeah. That's that's it. Wahoo! Scooby Doo and the Goblin uh, King. Is 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 the name of this episode Goblin Fairy Macro Microplay? Fuck, dude. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I, I I I no joke. I was a little kind of sad that I was more invested in talking about fucking fate than talking about like cyber chase, but also like. There's only so much you can talk about with Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's just it's a good vibe. It's nice. You watch it, you go, yeah, that's yeah. Scooby Doo and the gang. Everyone knows like how the gang operates, so seeing any kind of like mm -hmm. even a minor shakeup is always cool. Yep. Uh, so that's that's gonna be the show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please rate and review. It really helps out a lot. Um. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter at Inc. Podcast. That's I-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S. -S. On Twitter. Twitter. I will die on this hill. Uh, you can also find us on Tumblr at acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcasts.tumblr.com. And you can email, email us at acmepodcastinc at gmail.com. That's acmepodcastinc at gmail.com and if people want to get in touch with us individually Jank where can people find you you may find me at also on twitter and not uh, 24th letter of the alphabet and favorite choice of the organization 13 uh, you can find me on twitter at Jankerton J Junker uh, no E in that last part one word uh, right there, you can find me at Jankerton underscore J underscore Junker at twitch.tv, where I conceptually stream. I assume I'm a mm -hmm. streamer. Things mm -hmm. are a little hard right now because of computer hardware things, but I made a little bit of progress in fixing that, so if all else, there's probably a clip or two you can watch, and then I have a VOD channel, so if you want to watch those, but that's just it for that and also a blue sky i am uh jank junk jpeg on blue sky the hip and happy the new app that is growing actually i was wrong about it being empty it is actually moving around rather nicely thanks to a certain it, it's it, certain dumbass yeah. doing certain dumbass things people are looking for other social media platforms and if people are moving to instagram tumblr fucking live journal i'm sure is that even is that, does yeah, that even exist anymore no i don't think so but i mean in, instagram is probably if you're an artist instagram probably isn't a bad choice yeah like it has its own problems but like it might be one of your better alternatives all things considered especially if you're an artist um you can find me on twitter Kaiju underscore Emperor. That's K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R. -E but you'll mainly find me on Tumblr these days at Kaiju dash Emperor. Spelled the exact same way. Um, we do hope you enjoyed the show. Next time for the other episode of Spooky Month we'll be talking about the classic Courage of the Cowardly Dog. Everyone's other favorite spotted dog that is very scared of us things. 
And also in that same episode, we'll be talking about the crossover with Courage and Scooby-Doo. Fingers crossed it's good. I hope to God. I mean, if it's not, we still have the entire uh, entirety of Scooby, like Courage of the Cowardly Dog to talk about. Yeah. So, like, it'll be, I think we'll have something to talk about. It'll be okay. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the show. Sorry it took so long for this one to come out. Try and be more, uh, what's the word? Punctual. Prompt. Yeah. Punctual, prompt, in ne- next time. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Don't be a jackass. Bye! Thanks for watching. Bye.